0: I'm Dr. Max Pemberton, a doctor and Daily Mail columnist, and this is part two of a special three part podcast for Mail Plus Health, where I speak to Dr. Amit Bakai, consultant cardiologist at Royal Free Hospital in London. Amit qualified from St Bartholomew's and Royal Brompton Hospitals in London, and he's a Harvard scholar. He's also been described as a cutting-edge, internationally respected, frontline consultant cardiologist. And we're going to be discussing all things cardiology. That's things relating to the heart and blood vessels. I'm 41, and lately I've been experiencing pains in my chest, which sometimes spread To my left arm and up to my throat I sometimes sweat and feel breathless nauseous and generally unwell what could it be this is quite important
1: max the the pains that you've described if there are heaviness going into your left arm and into your throat and they're accompanied by breathlessness and nausea usually that is the heart saying my muscle is not getting enough blood and we call that angina Classical angina symptoms and that means that there may be blockages in the arteries of the heart it's very unusual to get this at 41 but if there's a family history if you've had bad diabetes bad cholesterol bad blood pressure then that's why you're getting this so the family history is really important here but The first thing we should be doing with this person is to make sure that they're seeing a cardiology department to get the tests done to see what their ECGs are showing when they're resting and also what we tend to do is we try to make you exercise either on a bicycle or a treadmill or an imaging scan we will be looking at your heart with one of those baby scanners at the same time as you cycling or walking fast and then we'll see if the heart is not working properly and then we will say, gosh, you've got potential blockages in the arteries. We need to do something called an angiogram, where we'll actually look inside the roadmap of the arteries of your heart. So if you have these heavy aches across the chest, going into your throat and arm, particularly worse with exercise, giving you breathlessness and nausea, you must urgently see your GP to get into a cardiology uh, department. Now, if it lasts more than 20 minutes and it's not going away when you rest or relax, you must actually call an ambulance because you may be having a heart attack. So angina can turn into a heart attack if those pains last long enough and you're not letting getting over those pains getting those symptoms to go away
0: so it's very important so really so this is to go to the GP first explain the symptoms and then they'll be referred on to to the cardiologist to go for those tests that you were describing. Urgently.
1: they'll be seen within two weeks
0: brilliant next question my father died of a heart attack at the age of 49 and my mother and brothers died of cardiac arrests at 66, 67, and 47. I am 61. I live a healthy life and have a normal ECG reading, but given my family history, should I have further tests? So I suppose the first thing, I mean, that I I want to just maybe sort of clarify is is that the the listener's talking about a heart attack with his dad, but then talks about cardiac arrests with his mother and brothers. What's the difference? Because we hear those terms sort of banded about.
1: So the cardiac arrest is where a person will actually collapse suddenly and you can't actually feel the heart beating and often there'll be an ambulance called and they'll be looking at the electrical rhythm and something's gone wrong with the rhythm and they'll try and shock the patient and they die quite suddenly and you couldn't resuscitate them.
0: So so, 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 so the cardiac arrest bit is, is that is basically the heart has either stopped or it's kind of not beating properly at all, it's all gone out of sync, is that Correct. right? right absolutely
1: it's, it's like an engine that's gone into fifth or sixth gear out of gear and jumped out of gear and not able to pump any blood to the brain so it's either stalled or it's over revving at 200 beats a minute if the heart goes too fast and you don't slow it down there's no time for it to fill with blood before it pumps and so it's actually shooting empty we call that ventricular tachycardia or ventricular fibrillation so unfortunately the heart can not only stop completely it can actually overrev and actually cause itself harm that way and then eventually it will shut down
0: so so what's a heart attack then
1: so a heart attack is where you've made it to a hospital to have the diagnosis of a heart attack so you're alive you're in pain the artery is blocked but the other arteries are supporting you not to have that cardiac arrest and there's time for us to find you to give you blood thinners take you to the cardiac catheter lab find the blocked artery un- unclear that blockage with balloons and stents in there and actually s- protect you and save you and get you home
0: i see so the heart attack is a basically a block a blockage to those the the, the the arteries the blood vessels in the heart and it can lead to the to the heart uh, not being able to beat properly and and stopping beating uh, which is the cardiac arrest
1: Correct. And there'll be a little bit of damage to the heart that we'll be able to pick up either in the blood tests or the imaging scans that show scars on your heart. After a few months, we'll be able to see a little scar on the heart where you've had a heart attack. Um, On the echo scan, we'll see an area of the heart that's not moving properly. Then there are blood test markers that will detect that actually some heart cells have actually died. So we'll be able to pick that up. Even in a blood test, as you come into
0: hospital, so it sounds like this uh, this listener uh, it has got quite a significant family history of heart problems. He had four; well, his father's um, had a heart attack, and his and his mother's uh, and brothers um, died of uh, cardiac arrest. So it sounds like it's significant. Um, but his question though is: Should he have further tests? What What, what do you think?
1: Uh, so I think you should have further tests. I think you should discuss your family history with your GP. I think the GP will recognize that you have a really strong family history, will refer you to us, and one of the tests that we would do is a treadmill test or an echo scan with a bicycle to actually see what your function of your heart is and how well protected you are. And then if there's anything wrong with that, we'll then move on to scanning and imaging your heart with either a CT scan to look at the arteries of the heart or an MRI scan, which looks at the muscle in greater detail. Here, that you've, you've rightly pointed out that he's got, his family have got two different ways of heart damage one is a rhythm problem so it could even be that the rhythm of the heart goes wrong without even blocking an artery and then the other one is that the father actually had a heart attack a blocked artery so there's two different components of heart trouble that are in the family here at an early age so I would definitely uh, be prepared to see a patient like this it'd be a delight to get a referral
0: okay that's good Uh, the next question I suffered a heart attack a few weeks ago and now the hospital is encouraging me to exercise in fact do more exercise than I've ever done I'm terrified it will trigger another heart attack do you have any advice this seems like quite actually quite a sensible uh, sort of question in that you know doctors always say you've got to exercise and so on, so on but actually surely exercising is going to put the heart under more pressure more strain and actually that could in, in itself cause cause problems cause trigger another heart attack is that right
1: so here's the really interesting thing about 40 years ago before I started uh, as, a, as a medical student even We used to bed rest you for 30 days after a heart attack And then we realized that that wasn't helping anybody in fact It was actually causing more harm to people by overly bed resting them What we realized and we shortened it down to two weeks then one day sorry, then one week etc. We're now down to would you believe that if in London you pick up the phone with your chest pain, you get into the ambulance, you arrive at the hospital lab, we get inside your arteries and we put a stent in within 90 minutes. We will actually discharge you home the next day. Wow, so you, so you can have a heart and attack and the blood. next day you're back at now, home? You can have a heart attack averted and prevented and fixed and sorted out and be home the next day and then be invited to rehabilitation classes, exercise classes in a safe environment with your peers so that you actually feel protected for those first few weeks that you're getting back on your feet. And we really do want you, a lot of my patients are fitter after their first heart attack than before. And the reason for that is that it's, it's almost given you a sense check in life to say all the things that arrived at getting you a heart attack they're not exercising, they're not eating properly, they're not sleeping properly, they're not balancing your life and your stresses and so forth, not having time to focus on yourself, we need to sort those out. And actually, we stop you working and driving for a month. We say, you must take a month off work, you must take a month off driving, and you're going to come to these exercise classes and learn how to look after yourself. And it's really important you start mobilizing. And we'll help you if, if necessary. So the aspect here are two aspects. Number one, the glass half full. You've survived your heart attack. You should be really happy. Number two, we now know exactly what the state of your heart is because we've looked inside your arteries. We know how strong your heart muscle is. We know exactly what your risks are and we've put you on many medications to protect you. We've actually unclogged your arteries as well. And so you're in a much better place and much safer place now than you are before the heart attack. And you mustn't let the mental fear of invalidating yourself as to, oh my God, I'm I'm at death's door. On the contrary, you have to have a positive mental attitude to help you get that get back that 10, 20 years of extra life you've now got because you survived your first heart attack. And you want to live that well. You, know, you want to be walking two miles a day. You want to be exercising half an hour a day minimum and then do some strength exercises two or three times a week as well.
0: So so it it can be like a a really important, valuable wake-up call for people. And and I suppose what you're saying is that actually the evidence shows get up, you know, do do what your doctor's telling you, exercise, um, you know, and use this as an opportunity to kind of start living a, a healthier life.
1: Absolutely, Max. Flow is everything. Flow of your breathing in COVID is everything. Flow of your blood to prevent heart attacks is everything. Flow of your muscles to prevent the diabetes by getting overweight and having too much glucose and and uh, cholesterol in your diet etc flow is everything
0: so the next question i am a 68 year old woman not overweight i walk for at least half an hour a day and i have a healthy diet but recently i had a heart attack i just can't understand it i'm devastated am i now at risk of another one and will my life be cut short as a result of the damage caused by the first one so this sounds like a bit like what you were just saying about sort of trying to hold on to a positive attitude. It sounds like this woman's been really sort of knocked back by having this heart attack. It was unexpected and she kind of feels, well, you know, I've done everything I can, kind of living this healthy life. Like, you know, what, what, what's happened? Why, why, have I, why have I had this?
1: So this patient who's 68 and has done everything she possibly can to avoid a heart attack, what she should realise is that actually she survived a heart attack very easily. Uh, A lot of people still, a quarter of people with their first heart attack won't survive it. They'll have an immediate sudden cardiac death. So that cardiac arrest that we talked about earlier. She's actually survived it effortlessly. And I bet you, if we were to look at the strength of her heart, it's actually really strong. And so actually her exercise has prepared her for this uneventuality, uh, that unexpected heart attack. And it may well be that in her genetics, There is a family history of slow blood or high cholesterol, and she didn't realize it. And so blood tests are really useful. So that NHS health check that you had, Max, to say, what's your cholesterol? What's your glucose? Those are the extra things that she needs to understand. But her healthy lifestyle has helped her survive the heart attack. The Glass should be half full. She's done really well. She'll continue to do even better now.
0: So the next question i'm 70 and over the past few months i've started getting really swollen ankles and feeling breathless these are things that wouldn't usually cause this such as you know walking to the shops i also feel exhausted is it just old age or is there something wrong with me
1: this is a really really important area max so i for one specialize in something i call the heart function improvement Um, Now, other people, we call that heart failure in in the cardiology fraternity. But I don't like that term heart failure. It's a bad term. You know, we don't call it we don't call it system failure when you have cancer. We don't call it lung failure when you've got covid. We don't call it brain failure when you've had a stroke. So I don't like the term heart failure because your heart hasn't actually failed if you're still alive. Okay. so, however, if you're starting to get breathless and you're starting to get swollen legs, particularly when you're exerting yourself, what's happening is the pump action of the heart is not allowing blood to flow through correctly in all the organs of your body and reach your muscle. So your heart function is under stress and your heart is weakened now there are absolutely straightforward ways to find out if you've got heart weakness there are blood tests called nt probnp which is a marker of strain in the heart and everybody can get that through their GP they can get that routinely very easily and then you'd have an ECG as well now if either of those are abnormal because the rhythm of your heart is wrong or this you've had silent heart attacks you've not that you've damaged pieces of your heart without recognizing it or your valves are leaking and not working in a single flow direction, these two markers, the NT antiprobial blood test and an ECG will show something up. And the National Institute of Clinical Excellence has said, if those are elevated, you need to be seen by a cardiologist between two and six weeks, depending on how badly they're abnormal to get your scans done, to get an imaging scan of your heart done and to know exactly what's going on because those people, if they're at the start of their journey of heart weakness and you catch them early with medications and and checking what their valves and arteries need and you fix that, they can have a normal life. If you don't sort it out and they've got a really weakened heart, within the next six months, they can have a major problem that they need to go into hospital with fluid in their lungs. And so it's a really important thing to take notice of. Nuance at breathlessness, nuance at swollen legs, particularly when you're trying to exert yourself, is an important sign. Please see your GP urgently and get that
0: sorted. That's all we've got time for today, but come back next week for the final part in this series. In the meantime, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. And whilst you're there, please leave us a review.